Gen X Brian here from Convincing Idiots. We're sharing this clip from a recent show in case you're looking for a little bit of idiot time but don't have time for a full episode. You can find full episodes and new clips every week on all major podcast platforms. While you're there, give us a follow or subscribe. Full episodes and segment videos can be found on our YouTube channel at Convincing Idiots. You can also watch us on the Boss Code Media TV network. We hope you enjoy and hope to see you back. Hi, this is Aaron from Blake Insurance. You're listening to Convincing Idiots Podcast. I'm convinced. Call it again. Convincing Idiots. Convincing Idiots. Call it ham gravy. <laughs> I informed them that I sided with the stat man, not just anyone's opinion, the stat man Brian Fisher. These kids today. Jingle uh, All the Way is, in fact, the best Christmas movie of all time. I need to get Grandma a present, <laughs> and my herpes is flaring up. <laughs> I got it. Mm-hmm. Yo, yo, yo. Three friends representing three different generations. That's our whole shtick. That's our thing. Mm-hmm. Nick got the whole poop. Mm-hmm. I'm standing hey, in the hey, sea breeze, <laughs> holding a turd just mightily. I'm just going any hats. <laughs> anyway, on a lighter note, uh, and another uh, huge uh, pop culture figure, news figure, mm-hmm. passed away recently. Um, 93 years of age, uh, the great uh, Barbara Walters passed away. So, uh, definitely a a pioneer for women in on television, women in news, women in general, uh, women in general. Sure, absolutely. Um, definitely became known as it made it a a huge name for herself as a very famous interviewer. Uh, I mean, to a point where she was, uh, you know, before Oprah, and Oprah did give her nice credit uh, uh, recently when she passed away that without Barbara Walters, there would be no her and a lot of other women on television. So at the time, if you were interviewed by Barbara Walters, that was, you had reached a pinnacle of fame in whatever you were doing, whether you were a politician or an actor or whatever it was, it was a very big deal to be interviewed by Barbara Walters. Uh, Certainly later years, she went on the the daytime show, The View, was on that for a few seasons and then uh, retired from there. And um, yeah, so I'm sure I've watched some of her interviews, specials over time. I don't know if anyone necessarily jumps out at me in particular because it was... You know, maybe a little bit before my time watching her interviews. What do you uh, mean before know. your time? Well, one of her biggest one was Monica Lewinsky. I know. Just maybe I mean, she, of, so, especially like on uh, Oscar nights before the Oscars, she would Im- interview all like the leading, you know, the, the the actors that are involved, you know, nominated and whatnot. Fair enough. I mean, before my time, before I was really taking more of an interest in something like that and watching it necessarily. You too busy out there chasing tail. Yeah, you know, things, things, <laughs> things to do, man. Things to do. I get it. I get it. 
No, but well, definitely, I, you know, I never I got any detail, so I it was strictly all Barbara, <laughs> Barbara Walters. Walters. All, the all about them shoulder pads, baby. Mm-hmm. I'm here for Barbara the shoulder Walters pads. And Barbara Walters and Mash reruns for Dean. Right, that's, that's that was it. And a bottle of lotion—that's a hell of a Saturday night. There you go. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Anyway, so a- any thoughts on Barbara Walters, uh, Dean? You've already mentioned a little bit here. Did, you know, obviously, you mentioned uh, Monica Lewinsky. Did any other interviews yeah, she, that she did she, stand she, out? Or, go ahead. She, I mean, she's done every. Um, she would do every uh, president, uh, like yep. candidates and stuff. Like, I mean, Monica or oh, or Barbara? No, 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 no Barbara. Okay. Um, uh, we, we, I, there wasn't a celebrity out there in the 1980s and 90s that she mm-hmm. didn't have a sit down in depth interview for. I mean, she and she was one of the most famous things. She, uh, that she was known for was getting asking such good questions that she would have her uh, subjects would cry on air, mm-hmm. you know, it, and all of them would say the same thing. Damn it. I didn't, I, I wasn't going to do this. I can't believe you got me. You know, she was that good. Mm-hmm. And she came up in an, in an industry, which is the news industry, especially in this coming in the 50s, 60s and 70s was so male dominated, so chauvinistic, so um I mean mad men type shit. Mm-hmm. Um she had to fight and claw and she was so good, um, she made it look easy. And I know it wasn't. I know she had, you know, at every turn blockades of, of human trash, you know, and and she overcame it and she became an icon. And uh, she will always be remembered as such. Yeah, agree. You're right. The the the, the commentary and the way she was just probably was just ridiculously hard at times. I'm sure what she had to listen and put up yep. with. I'm quite certain. So, and, but the fact she hung in there and made a name for herself, like he said, and again, like we said here, she's like she surpassed all those cocksuckers. That's right. Yeah, you're right. Now, Nick, I know she was definitely uh, you. You know when when she was at her prominence, you were just a very young young lad. You were still dribbling you... down your dad's leg. That's right. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, I uh, honestly, so like, we can we stop for a moment and just admire like what you had said earlier is such a testament to like how many people you know typically when you're an interviewer. You get the big star. You get the big celebrity. And that's a big get for you. That is mm-hmm, very mm-hmm. important for you. And for her, like you said earlier, it was the other way around. You weren't. Right. I mean, if you were, if you required Barbara, or Barbara Walters time a day, that meant something about who you were as a celebrity, which sure. is pretty incredible. Like that, that's just phenomenal. Um, so just hats off to her. Like you said, all this, all the stuff that Dean said, I, I echo as well um for me like you said i was very young my main um introduction or how as a as a youngster i knew barbara walters was sherry o'terry's rendition of her on saturday just thinking and sherry o'terry actually posted a very nice thing uh when barbara walters uh passed you know on instagram pictures of her dressed up as barbara with barbara and all the stuff Mm -hmm. and you know she had this like glossy you know thing over the frame of the camera where you know she would she do her interviews and you know um barbara walters was a good sport about everything and i've actually there was a documentary i mean it's been 
Oh God, it's probably been close to 10 years ago. There was one that I saw that just basically followed her life, you know, her upbringing and things like that. And, you know, she had this, there was this thing, uh, you know, this, uh, she, she didn't, she couldn't pronounce her R's very well. And, you know, when people would imitate Baba Walter, I'm Baba Walters. And this is, you know, like, and this is 2020, you know, like she (laughs) had this thing and, you know, they talked about that and how she struggled with her speech and things like that and worked on that, but it kind of became a little bit of a signature for her and like, just, you know, you can use all the cliches, what a trailblazer, what, but just seriously, like, what a fucking boss ass bitch. She just like yeah. took everything. It didn't matter what was in her way or what time she was coming up or what obstacles she had in front of her. She just broke down all the barriers and she was a fucking powerhouse. Like, there's yep. just no two ways about it. And so, like, yeah, rest in peace to Barbara Walters. She was just incredible, incredible, incredible. That, it definitely let you know what level of celebrity you were at. You know what I mean? Your publicist calls and goes, Hey, you have an interview coming up. And in your mind, you're like, shit, Barbara Walters, I'm doing the interview. And he goes, sorry, nope, Hugh Downs. Ah, shit. All right. (laughs) (laughs) No, all all fine tributes here, guys. So, yeah, uh, uh, definitely leaves behind a very powerful legacy. Um, So, uh, well, in the spirit of... uh, the late great Barbara Walters. So uh, Dean came up with a a, a good uh, ask an idiot topic. Matter of fact, we we were talking about it at the at the uh, brewery last evening with uh, Ashley and was it Joey the other bartender? Yeah, uh, Joey. Yeah, yeah. It was actually a very good conversation. So um, you want to describe what the, what the ask an idiot is? Yeah. First, uh, I'd like to say that's. It, it reminded me as we were talking about it, the four of us sitting around at the bar talking about it. It mm-hmm. reminded me of like where this podcast started. You know what I mean? Sure. Like I'm thinking that's you know that's what this was you know mentally came Brian up from talking about things without me. Oh yeah, because you won't come out <laughs> unless you're yeah, I was never game. told, but I was never told. Yeah, that would have made the difference. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> You got a better chance of having Brian come out for New Year's Eve. Anyways, um, the the point of this is you get to interview. I mean, I'm going to go with one, but we're going to end up doing, you know, having three choices. But you get to pick one person in history, alive or dead, real, alive or dead, and you get to interview them for an hour, prime time. Everybody's watching. And uh, the criteria, I, I think we agreed that um, the, they're not going to be, they're going to be more truthful than they, like if it's a politician, they're not going to give you like, I love America and America's great for us. You know what I mean? The, but they're not going to be like 100% like tell you the secrets of their life. You know, mm-hmm. did you fuck Marilyn Monroe? Well, that's none of your business. You know what I mean? Like, so right. it's, it's, it's going to be. Serum. Right, but it, but they are going to be more truthful than their public persona, mm-hmm. and they're going to if they're dead, they they know they're dead, they know how they died, but you know, like John F. Kennedy isn't going to be able to tell you who did it. He was in a car, you know what I mean? Right. So you, it's not stuff like that. So you get one person again. We're going to pick three um, that you alive or dead. Who do you interview for an hour prime time, Nick? The, the the floor is yours. You have the prime special. The world is watching. Who are you interviewing? 
Well, for me, you, I you, am... you can do three choices. Okay. Um, one for me, and this kind of ties into what we were talking about with uh, Stan Lee. Um, I would love to interview, and it does tie into what I was saying about RPM Bike Shop, people that it, I am fascinated by certain people and the path that they have made. I'm a big fan of uh, Spawn. I'm a big fan of Venom, who mm-hmm. this gentleman co-created. It is Todd McFarlane. He also worked uh, with Stan Lee very closely when he was working on The Amazing Spider-Man and was employed by Marvel. He's worked for Marvel. He's worked for DC. He started his own comic uh, company, and he's branched out beyond just comics uh, you know, as far as, I mean, his figures literally, uh, hang all over my wall as a young kid, uh, transitioning from a young little kid playing with toys into, I'm too old to play with action figures, but I sure like the way they look. And he was creating these detailed, super intricate, uh, lifelike figures that I, to this day, like I said, I'm looking at them right now. They hang on my wall in the box. They're lovely display pieces. Um, just so many things, and in media, and uh, you know, he's in, he's got his hands in everything Spawn related, which is a very popular character that he created over thirty years ago now, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, Todd McFarlane would be a big one, and like, just I think on a personal level for me, um, I just think his life's so damn cool. Like, I would just love to interview him and understand someone like his uh, train of thought as to how. I guess I'm such an inside the box thinker, you know, to, to, to meet someone like him who yes, got into comic books and things like that. And then, uh, just forged his own path and then thought, well, not only am I going to do comics, I'm going to branch out into the toy business. And, you know, we're going to, Spawn's going to have a TV series and we're going to do a movie and we're, you know, his hands are in everything. He's, I mean, the, the Spawn movie they're making right now, you know, it was, he's, he's in all the meetings. He's deciding who to cast. He's getting Jamie Foxx. I mean, it's, it's just, I don't know. I just, I'm really blown away by how he just kind of, it's like if you were uh, just one of us, or if you might be listening to this podcast, just uh, somebody interested in, in geeky things or nerd culture, this guy just goes out and whatever he's interested, he's got his hands in it and he makes it a reality. And I just think it's so cool. So Todd McFarlane was only one I would love to sit down for an hour with. He was on uh, a few months ago. He was on the uh, Jim Norton, Sam Roberts podcast. Mm. Um, well, they're serious exhibition show, but they put it on the podcast feed. Um, and dude is fascinating as shit. Like yeah. he would be a good interview, you know, like an in-depth, you know, sit down. So good choice. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Very good. Dean, what do you got? Um, my first choice is going to be, I'm going big, you know, go big or go home. Uh, this, uh, this person this, I'm not even going to justify it as calling him a man, but this person um, was one of the most um, influential, unfortunately influential people of the 20th century. Um, in fact, I think he even made Man of the Year for Time Magazine, which I always found odd. But uh, what you could figure out what pure evil does and looks like, Ladies and gentlemen, my hour sit down is going to be with Adolf Hitler. That's a mm. <laughs> yeah, that's a real good one. I mean, the to 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 just to see why you know what I mean. Like what what is the level of dysfunction in a fucking dude's head like that that makes you do what you do? Yes, you could go and, and interview Dahmer or Bundy, um, King Kong, not. Um, not Ted. <laughs> um, and you're never going to get the, you know what I mean? 
it, you're never going to really get the evil out of somebody that you would from Adolf Hitler. Yeah, um, I just yeah, I just think a, it would. We're not celebrating anybody here. It's no, a, it's nothing not, like no, that. It's just all a, this pure... is just a pure journalism. Yes, one you know it, it would be good for people to right. understand this person. As soon as I'm, in some as way, soon as I'm done form. interviewing, yeah. he goes straight back to hell. Right, deservedly. <clears throat> this mm-hmm. is a, you know this um, this idea is just to get purely. Uh, educational interview type situation you know what i mean the let the world you know know and and see where again somebody like that's going to try to justify but you know it's bullshit right right, right. um so yeah i just it would, i think but, it would be fascinating and like you said i mean it just to like by in today's context and questions you could ask and things like that that you could try to get inside the mind it would be fascinating because like you said it's we we've discussed it before. We usually, typically, we're talking about like you know superhero movies or something. But the 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 line that every villain is the hero in their own story. So to try right. to get inside the mind of like you feel like what you're doing is so important and so right, but it's so monstrous to like everybody else or at least everyone who doesn't follow you. You know what I mean? Like it, right. it would. That's an incredible pick because that would Thank just you. really. I mean, yeah, like you said, just from a pure just trying to understand, trying to get a glimpse inside of the thought process of like what would make someone think that way is just wild. It would be interesting. Yeah, and, and it's great to create awareness as well, just so people sure. can see that. Yeah, the so you don't repeat it. Exactly. Exactly yeah. right. So you don't forget. How do we not person. let this happen again in another right. form? Right. Exactly. So, uh, Brian, you got your first pick? Yeah, that's an, that's definitely an interesting one here. So I, I had uh, this is another one we talked about uh, last evening here, but uh, there's, there's definitely different picks you can go through. But some of the you, know, you think about the some of the founding fathers of the of the nation. So uh, probably would go with I had Washington or Jefferson. I would say Jefferson here. So just in the sense of just to, I think it would be fascinating to he was in Hamilton. I know who that is. Yes, that's right. Um, you're, you're an unfortunate human being. You know that. What? I said I know being. who he is. Just because of, anyways. Um, Brian, go ahead. So just to understand the the mindset and the determination and what the vision was there to to talk about that firsthand, what the vision of this nation, uh, you know what 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 it was intended for them to. to it, what, I think it, it plus for people today to hear it. Yeah, but probably from the horse's mouth. exactly change their mindset in many respects to where, you know, you have all these cockamamie interpretations of the Constitution of what the forefathers thought and all that. Well, this is an opportunity to hear some of the actual intentions firsthand, yep. and maybe some good comes out of it because uh, you can't you can't argue with someone who was involved in. In the creation of the nation, Ooh, but just to hear one thing the that stories, you could do. Go ahead, please. One thing you could do is show them like a video retrospective of, of Donald Trump's presidency and say, "Is this what you meant?" Exactly. Right. Something like that. You're right. You, you He's know like, that. Fuck no. Yeah. Have like the. It, there's so many things you could have. You know, ex- 
let's understand what you meant about bearing arms. Let's understand this. Let's understand that. But just, just, but again, just the the, the vision and the determination no, we went, of the every form. every citizen be able to cut off uh, bears' arms and wear them, carry yeah. them, wear them as their own. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Right. Yeah, and then you had, you would have the opportunity as well to describe. You know, this is where things are, and right. what do you think about where where we are today? How does this you know, response compare? Hold on, I'm nauseous. It would be probably disappointing, and it, it, some things I think would be okay, but I think a lot of things would be very disappointing for the forefathers in many respects. But uh, anyway, it'd be crazy. Be like you de- you you went through and described all of that to him. You know where we're at, and he goes. That's a lot to take in, Brian. Um, let's back up for a minute. Who is this Shakira again? She d- describe her some more, please. <laughs> Shakira. <laughs> no. Yeah. Anyway, let's go ahead. <laughs> your buddy Honest Dave would love. No, that's a different time period. I was going to say your hips don't mm-hmm. lie. So I mean, it's just you know. No. Because what was he yeah. like later or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so what's this like Ben Low? Is it J Lo or Ben? Mm-hmm. How does this work exactly? The talk tick uh what is, <laughs> the, yeah, what is the this? Talker ticks? Yeah. Uh so you have people that are doing self dentistry. what has happened to the intelligent level of this nation exactly? Ooh, ooh, tell me yeah. more about those convincing idiots. <laughs> That's sure. fascinating. You mean your teeth fall out, you don't just leave it and move on. <laughs> Weird. You mean like four zillion people record stuff and put it out there and expect people to listen to it? It's I I I don't understand. <laughs> you know, it's I don't get it. I don't get it. What cra- what what qualifications and criteria do you have to, in order to do something like this? Yeah, you probably have a lot of questions you know, for us. You'd probably be very interested to interview right someone from our time and be like, yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm gonna, so I'm, gonna, I'm gonna head back over here to Monticello. For what I did with Sally. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, anyway, yeah, I, I think that you, you can almost name any of the forefathers there, but I think Jefferson would be particularly uh, interesting. So, yeah, I, I think go. your pick's so one. good that's actually I, I have to uh, change mine because he was on my list. Okay, well there you have it. So, so yeah. what, there was bu- why Jefferson though, because there's a bunch of them, right? So why why did you both pick Jefferson? He he wrote the Constitution. He okay. was the secret uh, head writer of the Constitution. Okay. Um, he had like the whole fucking ball of wax. The whole the, this whole government that we have was essentially his brainchild. Okay. If you if you ever want some fascinating reading, he wrote. You know, he wrote. He hell. He re- rewrote the Bible. Like he would read it over and over, and then write like his version comparative to what he read and what he knows. Yeah. I mean, he had so many, I mean, talking about like a prolific thinker. I mean, he is just one of the most fascinating. He is the most fascinating, uh, founding father hands down. So that's why he was on my list. Okay. There you go. Interesting. Who else do you have? Uh, this one is a little more, well, I, this was my last one was pop culture related as well, but this one specifically. Um, so as a long-standing uh, big fan of the television show Saturday Night Live, I would love to sit down with Lorne Michaels for an hour. Mm. Uh, and the reason being 
what I find so interesting and impressive about Saturday Night Live is that, you know, um, I don't know if I mentioned this on last week's episode, but we recently found on on Peacock there is a twenty there's a twenty four seven Saturday Night Live uh, channel where it just at it plays just sketches to you know hmm. whatever just be, summer from the seventies and the six summer from a couple years ago summer from the nineties and two it's just it's sketches constantly on this SNL channel and there's no you know at, at random. So as I'm watching this, um, you know, and I look back to things that, because I think we can all agree, we've already touched on this in past episodes with Airplane to different levels and what we find funny. Comedy is changing. Comedy has changed. What is funny now mm-hmm. is not what was funny in the 90s or the 80s or the 70s. Or, you know what I mean? And I'm not saying it, it's a decisive uh, decade, you know, marker in, in, in the sand there, but comedy has changed things that are funny are subjective and things that Mm -hmm. i think what we've discovered and things that we've talked about and what we all find funny and in different ways things that either you saw when they were out and have carried with you remain funny or you know things like that but i watch sketches from you know like one will come on from the 70s and you're like i get what they're doing i get what they're i get what the joke is but like what you know, and Robin and I are sitting. And she's like, "This isn't funny," and I'm like, "I know. It's. I mean, it's. It's not on. It doesn't make you laugh hysterically like you would at something now that really hits home. Right. But to them, then that was really funny. And my biggest, one of my biggest things to try to wrap my head around is like, this is a guy who started it, was there from the inception, and this was his brainchild, and this is his thing, and he's still there, and he's been there all this time. So yeah. I would love to know, like, how. He doesn't become outdated. The things that they, I mean, certainly different writers, right? There's different, uh, he's not writing every sketch and he's not, but like, but I he just has, think it's. He has the be all end all of what sketches he, go Yeah, on. he has the creative. Besides he's got the one thumb on the button. season, he's been there for it all. Yeah, and I would love to just kind of, you see him in things every once in a while. He's on as a little like, as you know, the host is making their appearance for that week and giving their monologue. They might pay him or he might be in something. You know what I mean? Hmm. But yeah, he's got this very, you know, monotone way about him. And he's very, he seems very, it's funny because he's a very guy Canadian who's hmm. run a comedy show for all these years. He doesn't come across as somebody super lively or boisterous <laughs> right. or funny. And it's very, it, that in itself is funny to me. I would love to talk to him. I'd love to try to understand how, you know, he stays current, how the things that, um, you know, how his comedy has changed. And, and I would just love to simply ask him that question and just be like, why, you know, you as someone who's watched this from its very inception all the way through all these years and grown with it and evolved, what do you see? Why is it? Why do I see a sketch from the 70s and not think it's funny? Why do, you know, or I get the joke, but it's not. It's not going to make me laugh like, you know, people find hysterical back then and so on and so forth. So, I don't know, just something like well, that. People that's people were laughing hysterically. Right. Yeah, but and, and somebody, who's, somebody who watched it back then is, yeah, they're like, oh, I remember this. This is so good. It's hilarious. So, like, you, got, you know, and you watch it and you're like, uh, okay, yeah, like, it, I, I, okay, I get the joke. But it's, you know, and they're in tears because it's just so hilarious. And there's certain sketches that I watch that still... You know, I I'm I'm rolling. I know exactly what's coming. I know what the joke is. I I know everything. I could I could recite it as it's happening, and it still makes me crack up. So, um, yeah, I just I think it would be interesting just from a comedic standpoint to like try to understand, um, 
the way that comedy has evolved, the way that comedy changes, and and why we think what's funny is funny, and why we why the things that we don't find funny aren't funny. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, absolutely. Dennis, who are you going to interview next? I am going with um, an inventor who changed our lives uh, for the better. Uh, I'll just say it right there, because if you you are understanding of that you see light bulbs is on right now, and, and you have electricity to your house, Nikola Tesla was somewhere behind that. Um, the, the man, I mean, some of the stuff he, he's invented, um, that wasn't even like actually put into use until after his death is incredible. I mean, the man's brain, I mean, it probably on the, maybe not on the level as Einstein, but the way he, it was, it was a different kind of brain. You know what I mean? It was a different thought process. Um, what he was able to, I mean, shit, we wouldn't have microwaves and we wouldn't have uh, remote controls. Definitely remote controls. He invented that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even to like the, the some of the stuff that, not even just like to find out what he was doing that he didn't tell you. I know you said we're not going to get secrets, but like when he died, um, he died poor and penniless in an apartment in New York City. And within hours of it, within like an hour of the body being taken out, the U.S. government was in there raiding his house, stealing all his files. And nobody knows what those files were, um, what they said, but they took them very quickly for some reason. You know what I mean? Like, what did he know? What what did he invent? What what what, what was he close to? You know, inventing shit. He claims. Or he claimed that he talked to aliens, that he created a, a device that, that in the evenings, on occasions, he was able to talk in contact with extraterrestrials. I mean, hmm. and the dude wasn't crazy, obviously. I mean, it's just, I mean, yeah, talking hmm. about fascinating. Uh, Nikola Tesla would be an amazing interview. Very nice. good. Brian? I'm going with another. I I had Einstein as a possibility as well. I just think talking to a, a brilliant mind would be fascinating. But uh, I'm going to go with. Uh, <laughs> you know do it further, every week. Fella, you found him. Of course. Come on. <laughs> well, so, someone I can't talk to on a regular basis. How about that? Mm, okay. You're talking would you like me to start ignoring your calls? <laughs> Make you feel better? <laughs> you already ignore with... his text, so what would be the, the difference? Sure. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I, I'm going to go with Lincoln. So if Ooh, okay. I, you know, I think that's just another... He was a president also. Yes. He, he was a president also. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're getting good at this, Nick. <laughs> I'm good at this. He's on no, but just It's just, you know, he, he you've read things about him to where he really struggled for many years, and he... Uh, tried to make a name for himself in politics, and he, you know, continuously lost. And just the the sheer, just just in this alone, just the sheer determination and perseverance yeah. to eventually become the president of the United States. It just is really an interesting story in itself. Just to talk to a person who 
you know, clearly in his mind believed that you know I'm going to make a name for myself in in politics. This just would be an interesting conversation in itself, let alone his ideals and um, heck, you know, you certainly talk about. Gosh, you get into so much with Lincoln with the the Civil War, yep, uh, tribulations and the strategy. And then the obviously the end of slavery and the, you know the whole mindset around that just really fascinating you know most fascinating Americans that's ever lived and it's ever ever going to live. Uh, one of the most important questions. To. One of the most mm-hmm. important questions you can ask him, Brian, is what do you think of the play before? The play before before he got shot. How, ah, what did right. he think of it? That's how right. was it going? Right. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. And also, you know, Nick, you know, he was shot in a theater while he was oh, watching a play. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got you. Jeez, and, it's, it's, these kids these days, I tell you. <laughs> and it's like, did you know, Mr. Lincoln, they actually made a story in a movie about you as a vampire hunter? Now, what do you think about that? I just watched that. Uh, I don't know. It's, did I did I review that? That's you guys? right. I love Holy it. That's, shit! I, I, I watched that movie. Uh, what like? Uh, a month ago, I, lo- I love that movie. It's that is something else. Yeah, that is something else. Yeah, <laughs> it's. A, I I have the book as well. Read the book. The book was very good. It was actually his memoir or something, and they they put the vampire stuff into the book. is incredible. Read. It's a whole different vibe. Read the book. Okay. The movie was fun in itself. It was you know, definitely absurd and over the top. The the book was just awesome. Go check out that. Go check that out. Gotcha. Anyway, I just think it'd be a great interview. So there you have it. Yeah, Nick. Okay, third well, I feel final. The, I, for third and final, I feel the pressure. You guys have been going with great American historical figures. I've gone with stri- all Canadians so far. So uh, I'm going to put an American on uh, my list right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Definitely, uh, certainly uh, very influential. Um, I don't know if they quite stack up to presidents of the past. I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but for me, this is, a, this is an easy one. Because, um, honestly, if I could just get in, in a room and interview this person for an hour, you could, I could probably just die happy and probably erect Hillary Duff. Uh, I would like to, inter- I would like hmm. to interview Hillary Duff okay. um, for an hour. Uh, I don't care if we talk about avocado toast I, or, sure. or banana bread or whatever. I don't give a shit. <laughs> if I could be in a room and speak to her, oh, my God. Like that would be, yeah. Like that's that's definitely. I have to take one of my three interview wishes uh, for Hillary Duff. For Is no the other first five minutes uh, you doing this? Oh. My palms are so sweaty. My palms yeah. are so sweaty. But can you tell? <laughs> yeah, my palms are getting sweaty. Think about armpits. it. Can you smell? Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! So crazy! Oh my god! Oh my god! So yes, that, that there it is. Yeah, that makes sense. Yep. Like that Thank Chris you, Farley. I- one of my favorite skits Chris Farley ever did was he did the interview. <laughs> yes. the show. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yes. Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney, <laughs> like yeah. A, like the average guy interviewing a famous person. I just love Do you that remember song. that time when you were in the Beatles? The Beatles? Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> oh, yes. That so was... awesome. So awesome. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I think that, be, that might be our interviews with. Remember when you uh, ended slavery, Mr. Lincoln? Oh, yes. That was awesome. That was so cool. That was, that so was awesome. awesome. Holy shit. You're, you're, you're neat. <laughs> you're, <that's> all. <laughs> uh, all right. Dean, your, your, your third one, sir. My third one, I mean, this is a very difficult choice. Um, yes. Because, I mean, look, you have from the beginning of time, 
from Adam and Eve to to Barry Manilow. I mean, the, the list is so <laughs> yeah. large. Barry Manilow would be a great interview. I think. It oh, yeah, would be. Absolutely. Yeah. But this this gentleman, um, I do it because he should be on a list. I mean, the respect that this man uh, deserves. It's it's criminal that that you that you two didn't put him on the list because Kenny Rogers, he, isn't it? because he is a a gentleman and a scholar and and he deserves love and because you two didn't give it to him I'm going mm-hmm. Austin Matthews um, <laughs> is third on my list uh, because he deserves Fantastic choice. respect that you two heathens wouldn't give him <laughs> and I don't, he's so good that I don't even need to explain why. He's right. on my list. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But, you know, since Nick, you know, doesn't care that much about him, somebody has to. <laughs> Good job, Nick. <laughs> Can I cut your mustache? <laughs> you talking to me or Austin? It's Austin. No, it's Austin. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Brian, right, so my, my, my third one is uh, I, more of an entertaining uh, figure. If it's Turbo Man, I'm gonna shit my pants. No, <laughs> you guys, you're the best pick. I, well, you know, I, I had, you know, I had a couple, couple names here. I had, you know, I, I did have Stan Lee on my list as a, as a consideration because, again, sure. it's all the things we talked about earlier when we honored his, uh, his memory. Uh, but there's a lot of stuff about him out there already. I think, but I think it'd be a great interview. I don't know, just one for me personally, I think it would be very interesting. I had uh, Rod Serling. Okay. So Rod Serling that. is the creator of the original Twilight Zone series, which mm. is some was my my favorite t- television ever. I mean, I have tattoos on my, you know, yep. of the Twilight Zone. I just love it so much. And I, I reading about him a little bit today, I did not realize that, uh, maybe I did at some point or another, but he died at 50 years old. Fifty years old, very a young man. Really? Wow. Yeah. Uh, and to put that much creativity out there with the Twilight Zone series that he did, um, uh, he co-wrote the original Planet of the Apes script, which is just <laughs> phenomenal. It's one of the best endings of any movie that you're going to see, in my opinion. Um, he did Night Gallery, which was a Twilight Zone type of series, in the in the uh, uh, early seventies, uh, but just, it, just people that are creative like that, I think it just it's just it's just, it's just a fascinating conversation. So absolutely, just I want to just know everything. How 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 did the idea start for the Twilight Zone? How did you get it on the air? What are some of the messages that you wanted to make sure were portrayed? What are some of the you know what are some of your particularly favorite episodes? There's so many questions there as far as you know. What did you want people to take away? From sure. some of these, because uh, because a lot of those, including the Planet of the Apes, is very there's a lot of Political. a lot more. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of meaning yeah. behind some of that stuff yeah. here with I mean, like just the, the, polit- political stuff and racism. The episode about the Vietnam War uh, they did was like so before its time. I'm surprised it made air. Sure. Back then, yeah. I mean that that guy. I mean what he was able to accomplish was in, was ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely. So, and then, you know, you could talk with him about, you know, what some of the, you know, uh, current, you know, 
uh, shows that are out there. What does he think about what's you know what's happening today? I make him binge watch the whole first season of Martin and see what he thinks. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm, I'm going back in the box <laughs> and go back in the other world. Um, anyway, I think it'd be a great interview. The great Rod Serling. How about that? Nice. Good pick. Yes. Yeah. Is that three each, guys? That's that three, three each. I got my yeah. three. Yeah. Great pick. And if you're if you're listening or watching us out there, yeah, just you know, let us know. It, it, did we get, you know, who who would you... Same question. Who would you interview? We're, we're you interview available. Anybody? If we're on your That's list, right. we'll, we'll interview. We'll, we'll, we'll you, take that you don't have to. Yeah. Gentlemen, you guys don't have to uh, give reasoning, but do you guys have uh, an honorable mention off the top of your head? Uh, I initially but, had thought, well, I'm, I'm under the... You, so I could bring somebody back from the dead, right? Yeah. Yes. So uh, this is going to be super morbid and potentially disturbing, but I am fascinated by the West Memphis Three story, that whole thing. Um, if you guys are familiar, yeah. uh, in the 90s, the three uh, high school kids that got pinned for murder for the yep. three uh, young boys that were uh, mutilated and, and left for dead. And, or, well, they were dead. They, um, I want to interview one of those kids because it will like my hope is that someday when I die whatever happens after here is that whatever embodiment that my spirit takes that somehow I'm just all knowing I know all things I understand space and aliens and whatever and I want to know what the fuck happened I want to know who killed those kids because it wasn't those kids that they pinned it on and I don't think it was the family members I want to know who was involved and why I just I don't I want to try to understand so even though the little kids unfortunately couldn't I think they were like, I don't know, nine, ten, something like that. Yeah. Even though they couldn't tell me what happened, uh, one of them could at least tell me some specifics about who killed them because it drives me nuts. I find it so fascinating and horrifying. Uh, but that story has always fascinated me. There's multiple documentaries on HBO and different parts and a movie's been made about it with Reese Witherspoon and so on and so forth. It's just, I find that story so fascinating that it really, really I bothers me. I prefer Reese without her spoon, but that's just me. Well, sure. Yeah. Right. Four. Brian, Brian, do you have a uh, honorable <laughs> mention? Well, it's a couple that I mentioned. Just uh, Washington. You know, again, he sure. was next to my, you know, just... The pressures and the honor of being the first president of the, of the Car- country. Oh, not Kerry Washington. Yeah, no, not, not. Um, yeah, I think it'd be. I think, and I think his and you know, the people thought he should be a king, and he's like, no, this is not what this is all about. It just, to, I think it'd also be good for people to listen to that commentary again from the the man himself, and then as I mentioned already, Stan Lee, and then Einstein. I think would be. Fascinating as well, just to, would be. to talk talk to a brilliant mind and just, you know, how a shy kid became what he became and how he tolerated. It's just just amazing, just what the what this how his this how a mind like that thinks. Absolutely, ask, it would be would be a fascinating interview. How about you, Dean? I got two. Uh, one is um, Winston Churchill. Um, ah, you know, sure. just everything okay. he went through. Uh, you know. It's kind of, I mean, you could probably go one, two, or one A, one B with him and uh, uh, Roosevelt. Uh, but okay. both would be fascinating about, you know, because World War II is such a turbulent time for, you know, the, you know, the access, you know, America and, and England and, and English. 
be coming so close to defeat. But I mean, Winston Churchill really held shit. He damn near held the world together along with, you know, Roosevelt. So that would be fascinating. And, and yeah. just such a great order. He would be a really good interview. Um, and my other one is Genghis Khan. Um, mm. so Genghis Khan, uh, people, they say that the majority of like, there's a ridiculous amount of people can be traced back to his lineage because he fucked so much. And I just think it would be fascinating to, to, you know, to ask him about, you know, all that fucking. So Genghis Khan. All right. <laughs> yep. Okay. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there there was a block in Kenmore that I may or may not have helped start just from the nineties. <laughs> there can't, we go. Can't, yeah, but it just can't even compare to someone like a Genghis Khan. It sounds like I, so. you would. Yeah. If I didn't talk to you every week, you would be my honorable mention because you know I think yeah. national broadcast. I think you'd plug the shit out of this yeah. podcast. You're on a you're on a more <laughs> mid-level probably dollar. than Genghis Khan. That's still that's right. That's right. You may not watch it, but you're going to see an ad for it on fucking TikTok and Twitter. And <laughs> That's right. Etc. So, yeah. No, good conversation. It's very good. Like I said, you know, it harkens back to the the bar conversations and stuff that uh, uh, motivated all of us to start this podcast to begin with. So, yeah, very good stuff. 16-bit arcade graphics. Sixteen-bit sports action. Get Joe Montana free, Pat Riley free, Buster Douglas free, Super Monaco GP free, or Collins free. What Nintendo? Buy a sixteen-bit Genesis system between now and October thirty-first, and get an extra.